0: Good evening. Welcome to Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio. We are streaming live on the internet from London. This show is dedicated to God through our Lord Jesus Christ. On tonight's program, we'll discuss the final part of our subject, How to Study the Bible. We will be looking at the individual application of God's Word. More about our subject, after we have heard some music.
1: I've traveled all across this land, and everywhere I go. People's hearts are filled with fear for a future they don't know. They don't seem to understand. their lives in Jesus' hands and come to him today. I want them to meet Jesus. He's a friend above all He came not to condemn the world But to save them from their sin Are you secure in the life that you live? Or are you lost and confused? You search and struggle for that peace of mind And you don't know what to do Let me introduce you now to a friend of mine, and when you give your life to him, that peace you'll surely find. your life but to save you from your sin no greater love has any man than the savior He came not to condemn your life, but to say,
0: How to study the Bible. We will study how Christ uses symbols in the Bible to teach us how salvation from sin is received through him as individuals. Have a pen and paper ready to write down some notes. Tonight, we will be discussing these subjects together. How people in the Bible relate to the individual. How places in the Bible relate relate to the individual, how prophecy in the Bible relates to the individual, how incidents in the Bible relate to the individual, and how materials in the Bible relate to the individual. And so before we start our study this evening, let us have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for voicing the Wilderness Internet Radio. I do pray now, Lord, that as we study your word, we ask the Holy Spirit to be with us and to teach us those things in your word that we need to know in order for us to be saved in your eternal kingdom is our prayer. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, amen. Last week, listeners, we looked at how it is vitally important to let the Holy Spirit guide us and teach us as to who Jesus represents in the Bible as being a member of his church. We learned that we are not to come to our own conclusions, but to learn the principles that the Holy Ghost has outlined in God's word. We learned that the Bible does not teach that nationality, skin color, or social status defines if you are a child of God. We learned that the Bible represents God's pure church, and the individuals who are faithful within his church as those who have his Spirit dwelling in them and who are obedient to his word. Christ teaches that all who build their life upon him through his word, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and to reflect his love, they are a member of the true church of God. We finally learned that the Bible teaches that the purification of individuals and of the church is not an instant process. It is one where God leads his people step by step, taking them from where they are in life and educating and disciplining them in his service and trying them until they have gained complete victory over evil through the eternal power of the Son of God. And so listeners, on to this week's radio broadcast. Now, how people in the Bible relate to the individual? We read in the book of First Samuel chapter 17 and verses 34 to 37. And David said unto Saul, Thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went after him, and smote him, and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard, and smote him, and slew him. Thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he have defied the armies of the living God. David said, Moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said unto David, Go, and the Lord be with thee. We read in the book of Zechariah chapter 12 and verse 8, In that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and he that is feeble among them at that day shall be as David, and the house of David shall be as God, as the angel of the Lord before them. In the book of 1 Samuel, we read that when David was walking faithfully with God, he was given strength to kill a lion and a bear in order to protect the sheep that he was caring for. David clearly states in the Bible that the Lord delivered him out of the paw of the lion and the bear. In the book of Zechariah, we read that the Lord would defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is symbolic of God's church. We will see this later in tonight's study. Now, listeners, note the promise: when those who are feeble in the church of God allowed the Lord to defend them, they will be as David. And so, David represents the individual in God's church who Christ has given by His Spirit strength to fight off evil. We read in the book of Second Timothy, chapter four, and verse, 3, verse eighteen. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory for ever and ever. Amen. We read in the book of Daniel now, chapter 6 and verses 3 and 7 and 20 to 22. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king fought to set him over the whole realm. So here now we're looking at Daniel, the prophet Daniel. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors and the princes, the councillors and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions." And when he, the king, came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel, and hath shut the lions' mouths, that they have not hurt me. Forasmuch as before him innocency was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. In Daniel chapter 6, we have on record how the leading statesmen in Babylon were jealous of the excellent spirit that was in Daniel. In order to try to kill Daniel, the leading statesmen tricked King Darius into making a law that no one could pray to any god or man for thirty days except him. But because Daniel allowed nothing to come in between the relationship that he had with his God, Daniel prayed as usual and was cast into the den of lions. Listeners, here is how Daniel relates to us as individuals. The first point is that Daniel, the servant of the living God, served God continually. The second point is, is that Daniel did not allow the state to overrule his right to worship God freely. The third point is that God delivered Daniel out of the den of lions because innocency was found in him. We read in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verses 6-7, to For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, have shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God, in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. The excellent spirit that was in Daniel was the excellent spirit of Jesus Christ that was living within his heart. Daniel in the Bible represents those who serve God continually, he represents those who are not afraid to defend religious liberty even when facing the death penalty. He represents those who God delivers from evil because they are innocent. Daniel represents those who are in a continual saving relationship with Jesus Christ, who have his spirit living within their hearts, the excellency of Christ's divine power, wisdom, and love. Now, how places in the Bible relate to the individual? We read in the book of Joel, chapter 2, and verse 32, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. We read in the book of Acts, chapter 2, and verses 21 and 39, And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. We read in the book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verses 11 and 13, Wherefore remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, who are called uncircumcision, by that which is called the circumcision in the flesh made by hands, that at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who sometimes were far off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who have made both one and have broken down the middle wall of partition between us. In the book of Joel, the Bible teaches us that those who call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. In the book of Acts, it states that those who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved, and so to be delivered is to be saved. Then the book of Joel teaches us where the salvation is found, in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem. Now in the book of Acts chapter 2, The Apostle Peter in his sermon to the Jews quoted from Joel and added that the promise of being saved in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem related not just to literal Israel, but to those that were afar off. Paul in the book of Ephesians explains to the church made up of mainly Gentiles that they who were once without Christ and afar off are now brought near to him by his blood which was offered not just for the nation of Israel alone, but for all men who are willing to accept the salvation that Jesus Christ offers. And so Jerusalem and Mount Zion in the Old Testament are used by the Lord to symbolize his church, the place where the individual, whether they be Jew or Gentile, can find deliverance from sin and be saved by him. We read in the book of Psalms, chapter 125 and verse 1, they that trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, which cannot be removed, but abideth forever. Here we see once more how a place in Israel is used to represent the individual who is in a saving relationship with Jesus. This Bible text is also a promise, listeners. God promises us that those who trust in the Lord shall be as Mount Zion, the hill in the land of Israel. As a mountain cannot be removed, so Christ promises us that those who trust in him cannot be removed and will live forever. We read in the book of Revelation chapter 22 and verses 1 and 3 and 5. And he showed me a pure river of water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and of the Lamb. And there shall be no more curse, but the throne of God, and of the lamb shall be in it, and his servants shall serve him. And there shall be no night there, and they need no candle, neither light of the sun, for the Lord God giveth them light, and they shall reign for ever and ever. In the book of Revelation, the Bible makes it plain that God's servants will live forever with him in the earth made new. So Mount Zion and Jerusalem are symbolic of God's church and the individuals within God's church who find deliverance and eternal life in Jesus Christ, the Son of God. We'll have a break for some music. look at how prophecy in the bible relates to the individual we read in the book of daniel chapter 4 and verses 4 to 5 and 16 to 17 i nebuchadnezzar was at rest in mine house and flourishing in my palace i saw a dream which made me afraid and the thoughts upon my bed and the visions of my head troubled me Let his heart be changed from man's, and let a beast's heart be given unto him, and let seven times pass over him. This matter is by the decree of the watchers, and the demand by the word of the holy ones, to the intent that the living may know that the Most High ruleth in the kingdom of men, and giveth it to whomsoever he will, and setteth up over it the basis of men. We read in the book of Luke chapter 8 and verse 28. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, and fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of God Most High? I beseech thee, torment me not. In the book of Daniel, King Nebuchadnezzar, the ruler of Babylon, was shown a dream where his heart was changed from a man's to a beast's, for a period of seven times or seven years. This was done under, decree, under the decree sorry, of the Most High, which is another name for Jesus Christ. We read in the book of Daniel chapter 4 and verse 27. Wherefore, O King, let my counsel be acceptable unto thee, and break off thy sins by righteousness, and thine iniquities by showing mercy to the poor, if it may be a lengthening, of thy tranquillity. The prophet Daniel was sent by God to give King Nebuchadnezzar the interpretation of his dream. The king was told that he was to break off his sins by righteousness and his iniquities by showing mercy to the poor. Thus from these scriptures we learn that having a beast's heart is symbolic of having a sinful heart and that God gives individuals like Nebuchadnezzar time to repent and to show mercy to the poor. We read in the book of Daniel, chapter 7, and verses 17 to 18, These great beasts, which are four, are four kings, which shall arise out of the earth. But the saints of the Most High shall take the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. The lessons taught by Jesus in Bible prophecy reveal that individuals as well as nations are given a time of probation on this earth if they will fulfill, to see if they will fulfill God's purpose of love towards His creatures. They teach us that all that we have on this earth is not just for us alone, but to help those less fortunate than ourselves. They teach us that the true object of life is service. God symbolizes the heathen kingdoms of this world in the Bible as beasts. This is because they, like Nebuchadnezzar before he repented, rather than helping the poor, they have a sinful heart and mercilessly oppress the poor within their kingdom. We are warned in the Bible that if we, like the heathen nations of the world, are unmerciful to the poor and do not repent in the probationary time given to us on this earth, then God will, in his appointed time, overthrow us. But if we repent and accept Jesus Christ and the salvation that he offers, then we will be citizens in God's eternal kingdom. Now, how incidents in the Bible relate to the individual? We read in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verses 1 and 31 to 34. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. By faith the harlot Rahab perished not with them that believed not, when she had received the spies with peace. And what shall I more say? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, and of Barak, and of Samson, and of Jephthah, of David also, and Samuel, and of the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of aliens. In the book of Hebrews, the Apostle Paul lists the life incidents of many of the people of God he dwells upon one common factor, faith in the promises of God to deliver them from the evils that threaten them. We read in the book of Hebrews chapter 12 and verses 1 to 2, Wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the rate that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. The Bible makes it plain to us listeners in the book of Hebrews that the incidents in the lives of God's people in the past are on record in the scriptures, as witness statements to prove that the promises of God are real. As Christ delivered and strengthened his people in the past to gain victory over evil, so he who is the author and finisher of our faith will do the same for us today, if we like them put our trust in him to do so. Now how materials in the Bible relate to the individual? We read in the book of Lamentations, chapter 4 and verse 2, The precious sons of Zion, comparable to fine gold. How are they esteemed as earthen pitchers, the work of the hands of the potter? We read in the book of Isaiah, chapter 13 and verse 12, I will make a man more precious than fine gold, even a man than the golden wedge of Ophir. We read in the book of 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 7 that the trial of your faith being much more precious than of gold that perisheth. Though it be tried with fire might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. We read in the book of 1 Peter chapter 4 and verses 12 to 13 Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. Gold in the scriptures, a precious metal, is used to symbolize the sons of Zion, God's faithful people. It is used to symbolize those whose faith has been tried through the fiery trials of affliction, who have been partakers of the sufferings of Christ, that his glory, character of pure love, may be revealed in them. We read in the book of Hebrews, chapter 2 and verse 10, For it became him, this is Jesus Christ, for whom all are for all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through suffering. As literal gold, the precious metal found upon this earth has to be placed in fire in order to be purified and thus become perfect, so do all who follow Christ have to go through suffering in order to be purified from the evil and to reflect God's goodness. While Christ did not sin, He gained victory over sin for us through suffering and overcame sin in the flesh. He did this on our behalf so that we can be like gold, pure, through him. We read in the book of Revelation chapter 3 and verse 18. This is what Jesus says to his church. I counsel thee to buy of me gold tried in the fire, that thou mayest be rich, and white raiment, that thou mayst be clothed, and that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear, and anoint thine eyes with eyesalve, that thou see. In the book of Revelation, Jesus asks us to buy of him gold tried in the fire. He asks us to receive of him the pure faith and love that he has, a faith and love towards God that can endure trial, that maintains faithfulness to God through suffering. This is a beautiful and precious symbol. Here is how gold in these scriptures relates to an individual. We read in the book of Revelation chapter 19 and verses 7 to 8. Let us be glad and rejoice and give honor to him for the marriage of the lamb is come and his wife have made herself ready and to her was granted that she should be arrayed in fine linen clean and white for the fine linen is the righteousness of saints. We read in the book of Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 24, and that you put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. We read in the book of Genesis chapter 1 and verse 26, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, And over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. We read in the book of 1 John, chapter 4, and verse 8 He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And so, listeners, in the Bible we see that fine linen, clean and white clothes made of quality material, are symbolicness of the righteousness of saints. Righteousness is holiness, likeness to God, and God is love. The righteousness of God is embodied in Christ, and we receive righteousness by receiving Him. And so fine linen is symbolic of the individual who is put on Christ. It is symbolic of the individual who has received the Holy Spirit and who keeps God's commandments and who reflects Christ's love. The individual is adorned with a heavenly garment and their characters are beautiful. Listeners, may we receive the robe of Christ's righteousness ourselves and reflect his beautiful love. We will have a break for some music and come back with some closing thoughts.
2: If you'd steeled the crowd If your light just fell to gloom And if I saw your wounds Touch your thorn pierced brown I wonder if I'd know you Would I know you now if you walked into this place? Would I cause you shame? Would my gains be your disgrace? Or would I worship you? Fall upon my. Wonder if I'd know you now Or have the images I painted So distorted who you are And even if the world was looking, They could not see you The real you Or have I changed your true reflection To fulfill my own desires Making you what I want Not showing you both divine Divine Would I miss you now If you left and closed the door Would my flesh cry out, I don't need you anymore, or would I follow you, could I be restored? If I'd known
0: Listeners, we have studied over these past four weeks how Christ teaches us his moral lessons in his word. If we allow the Holy Ghost to teach us, line by line, and precept by precept, here a little and there a little, we will learn that through the people, places, incidents, materials, and prophecies that are mentioned in the Bible, Christ represents how he seeks to fill us with his love and power. We will learn how Christ will save us from our sins and all evil. Listeners, it is only when we experience the things written in the Bible for ourselves daily and serve Christ faithfully and continually, it is only then that we can know that God's promises are true. Here is where God's word has the most power his word becomes to us a living reality. This is why the individual application of scripture truly is the most important. During part one of this series of radio broadcasts called How to Study the Bible, we looked at how redemption through Jesus Christ is the central theme of the Bible. In part two, we looked at the study method which the Holy Ghost teaches us to use when studying the Bible called exegesis. In part three, we looked at why understanding who the church is is critical to our understanding of the Bible. And in part four tonight, we looked at the individual application of Scripture and gave examples of how the Bible relates to our personal relationship with Jesus Christ in our day-to-day walk. Christ is a living and loving Savior to all who put their trust in him. He has eternal power, but we will never know this unless we are willing to trust his words for ourselves. Victory over sin, listeners, is attainable through the blood of Jesus Christ. His blood shed for us on Calvary is to be applied in principle to our hearts through the life-giving power of his word. The very same word of God, Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who created us and the universe knows that sin has marred our characters and made us ugly and evil. He wishes to beautify us again and make us good and make us good, sorry, through the power of his word. Through the Holy Ghost, Christ's love will be a living reality to all of us, if we will just humble ourselves and submit our hearts and lives to his purpose. The Bible will only be a personal book to us if we do what God says and submit to his will. Let us now pray to close. Heavenly Father, I thank you, Lord, for the studies on how to study the Bible. I thank you for leading us step by step, not in accordance to our own wisdom and reasoning, but in accordance to what you've written in your word. I pray for everyone who has listened live this evening and who will listen to the podcast that they would study each Bible text for themselves and that they would allow you to lead them text by text, line by line, precept by precept to see how your word is in complete harmony with itself and how through your Bible, through your word, through the scriptures written by many men over many centuries Lord, you teach us salvation from sin in you. Lord, time is short, and none of us know the day or the hour in which you will come for us. And so I pray, Lord, that today, that if we hear your voice, that we will not harden our hearts. The whole reason why your Bible is given to us is so that, Lord, that we can receive your power and your grace and your love for your word, and that you can give us strength of character, moral worth in this world so that we can be ready for your kingdom. So bless us this evening, Lord, and I pray and I thank you for leading us and teaching us in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Listeners, if you have any questions or if you would like more information, please send an email to inquiries at wildernesspublications.org or you can send a text message to 7944 If you have the Android app for Voicing the Wilderness Internet Radio, go to the ebook section, then find the title Bible Readings for the Home. In chapters 1 and 2, you will find the subjects, the sacred scriptures, and search in the scriptures. These chapters will give you more information about today's topic. You can also listen to and download our radio show podcasts at https colon forward slash forward slash voice dash in, I-N the wildernesspodcastpageio If you would like to support Voice in the Wilderness Internet Radio financially, then please send your donations through our website at vitwradio.org Click on the page called About Us You can donate to us there Well that's it for tonight's show Listeners, good night and God bless Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio Enlightening the world Every week It's not just knowing about the doctrine in the Bible That is not what we stand for here Streaming powerful, biblically-based messages live down the internet. This congregation may never be gathered together again as we see Voice it. Voice in the Wilderness, Internet Radio. Enlightening the world every week.